Hello and welcome to I Am Not For Everyone. I am your host, Dr. Lee, and I'm going to be running the alphabet each and every episode and picking a super juicy loaded word, giving you all my thoughts from my perspective as a biracial mom, wife, trauma professional, business coach, and doctorally prepared nurse. Look, nothing is off limits in these episodes. We're going to talk about sex, money, health, relationships, all the things. And I'm likely going to drop a lot of F-bombs. So if that's not your style, this is the point you're going to want to exit. If it is, though, I'm super stoked that you're here with me. And I hope that through these episodes, you start to realize that you're not for everyone either. And that's a really fucking beautiful thing. So sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Hello, welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to talk about today's letter, which is L for liminality. And if you've never heard that word before, it's totally cool because I had never heard that word before until about six months ago. And my awesome friend and coach, Mary Mo, we were having a conversation and she brought up this word of liminality and liminal spaces. And so I'm obsessed with this word because it's such an important word for us as women and as business owners, as entrepreneurs, or as someone who's wanting to be an entrepreneur, but keeps doing the stop, start, I'm afraid, this is terrifying, this is scary type thing. And it really applies to any situation in our lives where we are kind of in this transition phase. So a liminal space or liminality is just this being in a transitional or ambiguous state. It's where you're between point A and point B. And I really like to think of liminality, like the embodiment of liminality is an inchworm. So like when you think of an inchworm and they're all contracted up, right? They're at point A and then they like super stretch out and their front of the part of their body is at point B and the back part of their body is at point A and they're straddling this big space, right? They're they're kind of where they want to go. Like they're not quite there yet. Their whole body's not there, but they're also not where they were. And so then it, it's this whole process, right? Of them taking that back half of their body and pulling it towards the rest of themselves in point B. So I love this because as business owners and as humans in general, we're constantly in liminal spaces. We're constantly in these transitions and these ambiguity-filled events and times in our lives where like something isn't the way that it was anymore, but it's also not yet what we want it to be. And I know for myself as someone who's really driven and who really likes to accomplish goals, right? A lot of entrepreneurs are huge on accomplishing goals. It's really hard for me to sit in the liminal space. Like I want to be at point B right now. I'm like, okay, let's speed this up. Let's make this happen faster. So today I want to talk about some ways that we as business owners can effectively use liminality to both heal and to grow our our businesses so that we're not constantly getting stuck in this transitional space and either contracting back towards point A because we feel so uncomfortable being in this space or pushing ourselves to point B when we maybe don't even want point B, when maybe the point B that we've set as the place that we want to go is due to other people's expectations or is due to what we think we should do or what we've been trained to do or what our past tells us is what we're supposed to do. And instead, make sure that point B is actually a place that like we really want to travel to and and to stretch through and be somewhere that we want to go. So when we think about liminality, when we think about these transitional spaces, right, 
it's this whole idea of making sure that we can find purpose and meaning in this discomfort of being in this transition phase. Because like, say that you're starting a business and you know that if you have these things, if you have a good marketing strategy, if you have someone that can help you from a virtual assistant standpoint, if you know that you have really great graphics, really great social media strategy, all of these things, and yet you have to find the money to pay for them or to get the people to help you, yet you don't have the money yet from actually doing the business or like running the business because you need these things first, it can kind of create this feedback loop, right? Of like, okay, well, I don't have what I need, but I also don't need what I have to get what I need. And so I see a lot of entrepreneurs totally spin out in this space. And honestly, I see a lot of women spin out in the space. I see people do it with any type of goal, like with losing weight, right? Or getting healthier, with improving your relationship, with being a better parent, with getting a degree, with, you know, learning how to do a new skill. Oftentimes the things that we think we need in order to be successful are the very things that like we can't get because we don't know the skill yet. And so it's this idea of allowing yourself to ask the question of, how am I making this space feel more uncomfortable than I need to, right? Like, how am I telling myself that this has to be harder than it really does? And what is the purpose of being in this space? Like, what is the meaning of being in this uncomfortable space? Like, what am I supposed to get out of this? What am I supposed to learn? What am I supposed to understand? And when you kind of combine these two things together, if the point of me starting a business is to provide financial freedom to my family, is to help myself really realize this dream of being an entrepreneur in this space that I've wanted to do for so long, then there's meaning in the discomfort of figuring out what I need to do myself, what I need to like cough up money for that maybe I don't have at this point. Like maybe I have to take out a loan. Maybe I have to borrow from a friend or a family member. Maybe I have to use that credit card. Using that meaning to help you see that the steps that you're taking through this space, while they might feel scary as fuck, like while they might be really uncomfortable, have a purpose behind them because they're going to help you get to where you want to go. And when it comes to thinking about this contraction piece, like this idea of, I know I want to go to point B, But it is really uncomfortable. And despite the fact that I've tried to find the meaning and I understand my why, I know why I'm doing this. I know how I'm doing this. But like this still just feels uncomfortable as fuck. And like I'm not really good at staying in uncomfortable spaces. I my whole life have ran away from uncomfortable spaces. And now I'm in this place where I really want to do something different. And like every cell in my body is telling me to run the other direction. How do I prevent that contraction from pulling me back to point A? When I know that point A isn't where I want to be, and I know that if I let it pull me back to point A, I'm going to be super fucking disappointed in myself. I'm going to be really mad that I let the same thing happen that has happened over and over in the past. And I'm probably going to just have to start the whole process over again, trying to get to point B again. So it's like, how do I understand that there is meaning in the discomfort so that I can find comfort in the discomfort? And how do I prevent myself from self-sabotaging? And so this brings me into mindset, which 
if you haven't realized by now, is kind of a big thing for me. <laughs> like mindset, we're talking about strategy and talking about all those things in business. I'm always like, it's 80% mindset and it's 20% strategy. Anyone can learn strategy, but the mindset piece, if you can master that, like you're just going to be a badass in whatever you do, right? So the mindset here in this liminal space is not to actually focus on B. And I know that that sounds really weird. Like if I'm saying, okay, I know that I'm starting at point A, which I'm making $500 a month in my business. I want to get to point B where I'm making $10,000 a month in my business. There's this huge space between those two things. How do I cross it? And you're like so focused on that point B that even if you get 98% of the way there by your goal date, like let's say you set a goal date of December 31st, you're going to make $10,000 a month in your business and you get to $9,800 by December 31st, you're going to feel frustrated as fuck because you didn't hit your goal. Now, it doesn't matter that you got 98% of the way to your goal and you started out making $500 a month. You're going to be pissed off because you're like, okay, I did all this work. I tried so hard. I like crossed this transitional space. I got close to where I wanted to be and I failed. And the first problem with that mindset is that you didn't actually fail. We call a lot of things like quote unquote failures that aren't failures. I see failure as very final. Failure is a finality. And if you're still up and you're still breathing and you can still move, you haven't failed. You just learned another way to not do the thing you want to do, or you just need, you did it pretty damn well. You just need to find a tiny tweak that like actually gets you where do you want to go. But it also really like takes the wind out of your sails. Cause if I told you that you were going to go take a test and then that you like studied for it and you worked really hard to do well on and you get the grade back and you got a 98 out of hundred, you'd probably be pretty excited, right? You'd be like, man, I rocked that test. But for some reason, when it comes to goals like this, especially monetary goals or goals to have a number of clients by a certain time, like when it comes to these result-driven goals and this result-driven mindset, we beat ourselves up for 98%. And it just doesn't make sense because what does it make you do? It makes you contract. It makes you want to go back to point A. It makes you want to burn it all down and be like, well, fuck it. What's the point? And so the other problem with this is When you set that time date and you hit $9,800 on December 31st, like who's to say you're not going to hit $12,000 on January 1st? So if you just kept going and said and and instead looked at it it as, wow, there's evidence this is working. There's evidence that what I'm doing makes sense. I have all of these little pieces of proof that I'm making progress, that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm progressing from point A to point B then you just push through that date and you don't let that date stop you. And all of a sudden, like you've made that on January 1st. And let's be honest, maybe you don't make it on January 1st. Maybe it takes you till February 1st. Maybe it takes you till April 1st. But how much less time is that than if you just stop? And then you say like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this anymore because it didn't work. And then you go back to point A, except now you've experienced the closeness to point B, like you've inchwormed it almost not like 98% of the way up to point B. And now you're like, oh, but I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to be really close to point B now. And so point A no longer feels satisfying. But I just said I quit and just ignored all my clients for three weeks and just did all these self-sabotaging behaviors that now I'm way closer to A than maybe I was when I burned it down. So Instead of using this results-based mindset where we're basically saying the result is what matters, the future is what matters, 
remember, we've talked about in episode one with anxiety, anxiety is future focused. So if you are consistently going to be future focused in that result based mindset, in that result driven mindset, you're going to have a lot of anxiety too. You're going to feel some kind of way a good amount of the time in your business And you're going to always feel like it's not where you want it to be. And so you're going to make this liminal space much more uncomfortable for yourself. So we can instead use what I love to use in a liminal space. And it actually makes the liminal space feel really good, which you know I'm all about. And it's this idea of process-based mindset. So yes, we're still going to set a goal. We're going to say, okay, point B is $10,000. But what we're also going to do is we're going to take a second to look at point B. We're going to make sure that point B is actually where we want to end up. Because maybe, yeah, I want $10,000, but maybe I'm actually selling myself short. Maybe I'm just saying, well, I want $10,000 because that's the bare minimum I need to leave my business. But is that goal actually motivating enough for me? Like, is that actually what I really want? Or is that just like a settle goal, first of all? Because it is easy to feel resentful about goals that feel like you're settling. So we're going to look at point B and say, okay, is this actually what I want? Or is it, you know what? I want to be able to pay all my bills and have an extra five grand to do whatever the hell I want with. I want to donate it. I want to spend it on self-care. I want to lavish my family. I want to buy shit for my friends, like whatever I want to do. I want to be able to do it with that five grand because that changes the game. Because now it's not, I want to make $10,000 a month, but in my process, I'm spending six, seven, eight thousand $8,000 a month to make the 10K, and all of a sudden, I'm only bringing home 2K profit. So it makes sure that I'm actually focusing on the right things. Because if I'm really focusing on, okay, I want to bring home $5,000 extra and have all my personal and business bills paid, well, you might need to actually bring in 15K a month. Because you might need to hire somebody to help you or a couple of people to help you. And I know that me just saying that out loud, you hearing that might feel really scary. But the cool part about that is, is it gives you permission to start thinking about other things that you might need to do along the route from point A to point B to get where you want to go. And it also gives you permission to like have a little bit more pleasure here. It gives you permission to enjoy going after the goal more because now Part of my process is going to be hiring people that I enjoy working with. Part of this process is going to be delegating out shit that I don't want to do. And part of the process is going to be really looking at what activities and behaviors do I enjoy most that are going to make point B possible. So process-based mindset, setting goals from this process-based mindset is So powerful because all of a sudden you're focusing on the now. You're saying, okay, if I were to show up in X way every day in my business or in a consistent way in my business, would I get to point B? Would I get to this point that I've got everything paid for and I'm bringing in 5K of just like fun money? And if your answer with how you're acting right now is no, then cool, like you get to change what you're doing. So you get to ask yourself, like, what are the actual ways that are going to help me, if I do them consistently, get to point B? And how do I make them as fun and pleasurable and easy and joyful as possible? 
let me give you an example of how I did this in my business. Because before I started using a process-based mindset, before I started really focusing in on pleasure in my business and in the day-to-day and not just constantly thinking about the future, I kind of hated my business. (laughs) I loved coaching. I loved showing up for my clients. I loved getting in front of people and being able to educate or be able to literally change their brains and how they thought. And the back end part of my business sucked. I was doing everything myself in addition to working a full-time job and raising three kids and running a house and being married and all the things that we do as women or, you know, in some sort of form or combination. I was doing all these other things and I was doing every back end thing in my business. And so I had this goal of like, okay, I want to bring in 10K months knowing that my business expenses, I want those to stay about 30 to 40% of what I'm making. Because if I do that, then this is going to really work. So I looked at like, well, what sucks here? (laughs) Like, what am I doing that I'm not enjoying doing? What are the things that are not a good use of my time? What are the things that are outside of my zone of genius? Like, what are the things that I could easily pay somebody 10, 20, 30% of my hourly rate to do that they're actually way better at doing than I am and allow it to be that easy? Can I bring team members on who do these things? And at first it was really hard to think, okay, I'm gonna actually increase my business budget to this level to be able to get all of these things. But the craziest thing happened, which isn't so crazy. It's why I'm telling you right now, it makes perfect sense. The second I took my social media off my plate, the second I hired an online business manager who literally does every graphic that you see in my business, the second that I hired someone to help me with my podcast, the second I hired all of these people on and yeah, sent out a good chunk of money, it was like, oh, wow, there's this huge weight that's coming off of my chest. And I'm actually able to focus in on, which makes total sense, the moneymaker of coaching. I'm actually able to have more one-on-one clients because I'm not focused on all of the pieces and parts that are needed to like get them. I just get to have them show up and help them grow and learn and make changes in their lives and have better businesses and be happier. And So then I could actually do more of the things that made me the money. And it was kind of a a mindfuck for me at first because it's like, wait, I actually get to only do the things that I want to do. I actually get to pay people to do all the other things. And my coach at the time told me, she's like, Lee, whatever you do small is what you're going to do big. So like you want this to be a seven figure business. You want this actually at the time I said seven. Now I'm like have dreams of it being an eight figure business. Like you want your business is to get to this level. How does your business get to a seven or eight figure level with you still doing everything? I was like, oh, it it just doesn't. It can't. She's like, cool. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And so hired all those people. And it was funny because I had set all these, I had set all these results-based goals other than money too. I was like, okay, I want to sell out my one-to-one and I want to have a 50K launch and I want to do all of these things. Like I want a 30K in revenue in one month, several months after I made this 10K recurring month goal. And right after I hired all these people, I shouldn't say right after, within two to three months of hiring these people and two to three months of just showing the fuck up and doing the coaching piece and having my online business manager probably 78 times go, Lee, what can I take off your plate? 
Lee, what can I take off your plate? And sometimes she would just literally send me a meme with an angry woman in it that said delegate on it. And I would text her back with all of the things that I could have her do because I needed help. I was still used to doing everything myself. And so I hired somebody who had that external accountability piece. But a couple months after doing that, I added up how much we made. And I was like, holy shit, we just brought in 30K in one month. Now, it wasn't all in my business, but it was funny because it actually started showing up in other places. And if I had had the goal of like, okay, I'm only going to have this much money coming in my business by this date, I doubt that those other money sources would have ever shown up. But instead, I was like, I just want to have 30K in profit hit my bank account. It came from like the most random places, but I wasn't focused on the result. And I was just focused on the daily behaviors, the daily habits that I knew got me to where I wanted to be. And so in that same month, I had a 47K launch. And just six months before, I was making two to 3K a month and maybe doing 10,000 in sales in a month. So to go from that to 47K and then the next month to sell out my one-on-ones to where I'm on a wait list now, I didn't even realize it happened. But I was on the phone with my coach and she's like, Lee, do you realize like your one-on-one sold out and you did the 30K month and you had the 50? She was like, well, 47K, but like we're calling it 50K launch. And I was like, holy shit. No, I did not realize that. And that was actually the coolest part for me was because I was so not focused on the results anymore that I got the results because I was so focused on just like showing up every day and having fun and enjoying it that like it all just came naturally. So when you think of this liminal space in your business, this transition space of going from point A to point B, yes, like if it's uncomfortable, because sometimes there's discomfort that it's just going to be there. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there were not days that I was profoundly uncomfortable going through this process. When I was in the middle of the launch and I was actively selling to my group every single day, I felt like throwing up when I would put those posts up. And I did it anyway because I knew that was what was going to make me the money. And I knew that was what was going to let me reach the most people and coach the most people. And I recognized that that discomfort had meaning. And what I also did was like find all of the places where the discomfort that didn't have meaning was and pull that out. So after that, I just surrendered to the possibilities of what could happen. It was like, okay, yeah, I know what the goal is. I know what I want the score to be at the end of the game. But now I'm just going to run the play over and over and over that I know works. And I might not score the first time. I might not score the the 10th time. But I know I'm going to score soon enough. And pretty soon I'm going to start scoring over and over until this becomes a relatively easy process, which it did. And now I'm in a new liminal space. Now I'm in this space of I, from all of that success, from hitting that point B, I quit my job as a professor. I I gave up or like really surrendered 80% of our like, quote unquote, safe income to fully lean in more to my business. And that decision, if I was just looking at expenses, if I was just looking at how much money I want to have come in a month, absolutely would not have made sense. But knowing the play that I wanted to run and knowing how I wanted to show up, it just worked. And so I got to get out of that results-focused mindset, get into that process-based mindset, and make some decisions that to other people on the surface probably looked crazy. Probably looked like, okay, 
if you want to keep making $150,000 a year, why on earth would you give up the six-figure job? And I was like, because I want to make multiple six figures a year this year. And the six-figure year job isn't going to get me there. It's going to hold me back. And as much as I enjoy doing it, it wasn't what I feel like I was put on this earth to do. So like, cool. Thank you for the opinion. And also, I'm not for everyone and I get to do what I want. And this is how I get to feel comfortable in creating a new liminal space for myself and creating this new transitional and ambiguous state for myself. So when you think about your liminal spaces, where are you currently contracting back from point B? Where are you currently self-sabotaging so that you never get to point B and you stay stuck and uncomfortable for no good reason in this liminal space? Where can you really surrender in and find a process that really works for you and your business so that you enjoy what you're doing every day? Like, where can you delegate? Like, what can you just straight up give up and stop doing? And some of that stuff might be mindset stuff. Some of that might be sitting there and procrastinating for two hours, which is a form of self-sabotage because you're scared that when you finally do get to work, it's not going to work. You get to decide on your plays and run them. What plays do you need to run in order to be able to score? Maybe not initially, but eventually. And then lastly, really looking at like the meaning in the discomfort that has to be there. And this is where how we've talked about mindset comes into play so much because if you do not have a solid mindset here, if you are letting fear run the show, if you are not living in that calm, relaxed body and returning back to that calm, relaxed body and remembering how to do that and remembering that it's okay to feel safe, it's okay to feel ease, it's okay to feel joy, you are allowed to have all the things that you want in your life, you're going to just fail. You're going to bail out of the suffering because the meaning's not going to be there. You're going to bail away from the pain. You're going to say, fuck it and, and walk away because you don't have a big enough why that's keeping you going. Thank you so much for hanging with me for today's episode. Be sure to head to the app store and leave us a five-star rating and share with a friend or two if you really enjoyed today's episode. And if you'd like even more content from me, then you're definitely going to want to check out my newest offering, the Pleasure Rebel Membership. This is a membership course unlike any other, and I am so excited to be bringing it to you all at a fraction of the price of what it normally costs to work with me. I always like to say that living a pleasure-focused life in today's society as a woman is an act of rebellion. So come practice your rebelliousness with me in the Pleasure Rebel membership. Doors close April 5th.